Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, it's March 1st. I cannot believe February has went on by as fast as it did. I am doing an audio podcast. Um, It will be audio on YouTube also because it's very dark out today. It's cold after we had a sunny, glorious 45 degree weekend. The big melt started and rivers of water were flowing through the yard and down the driveway and into the street and Oh, it's just, it's wonderful because the sun is shining and you hear water like it's pouring rain. And I went out, went to the store, had got my groceries. We even ate out, I'm going to say. We did. The restaurants have been open at a very limited percentage can sit down. And we went out again on Friday. It was wonderful because where we were at, they had a guitar guy playing guitar. So we heard live music. I love live music in an intimate setting. It's just, it was just wonderful. I mean, people were at their best. I mean, it was like people had been inside for a year or something. And yeah, there is some risk taking, but many of us have been vaccined and we, you know, we as a population are getting out a little bit more. I saw an older couple dancing and their son, it's obviously their son taking video. Um, the singer was a white haired guy, but sang fabulous songs from the 70s and 80s. Everyone was eating and drinking and singing the songs. We had a good time. We were just there for dinner. We didn't stay long. You can't linger. And it was just enough to give us a glimmer of the fact that maybe in this past year, things might start to change a little bit. Because, you know, the restaurants have been closed here until. I want to say it was just a few weeks ago that they opened at a percentage and our our infection rate right now is pretty low. So I watch all of that kind of stuff before we go out into the community and do things. Um, and I thought, well, the sun is shining. Things are going great. And Saturday was the last day Hobby Lobby is using their online weekly coupon. So I thought, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to go to the store because there's a couple things that I'd like to buy. I wanted to buy a gel pen Sharpie, but I found that at the grocery store, so it's good to know. Um, it'll be good for doodling on different surfaces, different types of paper. I love Micron pens, but they are so expensive, and they sometimes feel like they dry out on me. And so I got this Sharpie pen, but it says gel pen on the package. It feels real nice. 
It's like a thin, thin marker-like pen. It's not a rollerball pen. I have some of those too, which are more like jelly pens. I have a black gel pen in my jelly pen collection. That was a paper mate. So those all work really well for doodling, but I digress. I went to Hobby Lobby just to see if I could find anything that was on sale because I've belonged to several groups online as we all do. And everyone kept saying Hobby Lobby in their area was having a phenomenal clearance sale. Well, mine was not. But they did have batting, Hobbs batting, 80-20, which I like, 30% off. So I bought one. I have four twin size quilts to do. So I need four twin size batting. So I thought I'll just buy one at a time. And then I kind of scooted around the store, looked in the cricket aisle, in the paper aisle, found some unicorn stickers I just couldn't pass up. Went through several other areas and in the Easter section they found a little cupcake stand in lime green. It's more of an Easter green, you know that electric spring green and pink, but I already had a pink. So now I have a Hobby Lobby collection of cupcake stands. I think I have five now. I have red and I have white and I have pink and green. Maybe it's only four. And I've got clean wee yogurt jars that fit when you tip them over on top. And you can use it as a cover, like a dome. And I glued some kitchen knobs that I, when I was testing out a bunch of them to see which ones I liked for the kitchen. You know, you have to pay for them and you buy them and you don't throw them away. So I glued the knobs on the top and underneath I have... Um, they're modern, but they're child's china teacups and tea service things like sugar dish and teapots and stuff like that. And they look really cute and they make a nice setting. You can change out what's underneath the dome or you can flip it over and then put a little votive candle holder in the dome. In fact, I have some, um, well, if you, if you glue a knob on it, you can't flip it over. I'll, I'll say that much. But I have some wee yogurt cups that I put uh, very shiny sparkly hearts on. And they sit on top of that very nicely. And I have some battery operated candles that look really nice. But another great idea I just saw on the internet is use coffee beans and then stick a little tea light down in the coffee beans and it will make a nice beautiful smelling tea light that burns and you can then just dump the whole thing out as the wax melts the coffee beans catch it and then you can just dump it all out in one time yeah don't use your good coffee beans for that project i would <laughs> suggest um that would just be awful a waste of coffee wouldn't it just buy yucky coffee and it's cheap and you could use it for that particular project or if you're like me and I'm like why would I spend five dollars on a cheap thing of coffee when I could just use a couple of beans in each cup yeah you have to push the pencil on that and find out the math is the math um there for buying a new <laughs> bag of coffee for a craft project 
So what have I been doing since I saw you last? Well, you know, in the pandemic, outside of the big night out with the listening to live music and watching an elderly couple dance as if they had no one watching. And in fact, the entire restaurant was watching them. Um, and everyone being happy for a moment in time. I mean, really happy. We, we've been doing the same old thing. It's winter. We had a little break in the action. I think they call this a false spring <laughs> in February. It's never spring in February, but it melts. We lost a lot of snow. Uh, we're still way behind the snow um, fall totals for the winter. I think we're at 80 inches and we're normally 160, 140, 160. And that didn't stop the snowmobilers. You can hear them come every weekend. I see the snowmobilers and the tourists in the stores and I don't blame them. I mean, they have tulips growing a couple hours south of here and it's not even uh, the Holland um, Tulip Festival yet, which is down in Holland, Michigan, about four hours south of here. But it's okay. You know, this is a tourist town and the warm weekend brought lots of folks in town. So I have been doing a lot of crafting. I, there's just nothing, nothing interesting to me on television except for Gardner's World. And I found Time Team on uh, Amazon Prime and many, many seasons of it in high definition. So you can find it on YouTube and you can find it on Amazon Prime. So those are shows we've been watching plus our YouTubers. Um, I'm just not interested in sitting and watching long shows. I don't know why. I've tried, um, tried watching a few Netflix history shows. I really would rather watch history than fantasy shows right now. I don't know why. Murder mysteries still interest me, but if I watch too many of them, it gets me all freaked out about nothing good being in human nature. That's the problem, you know? If you <laughs> listen to that kind of stuff too much, it can bring you down. And I'm not into uh, too many things that bring you down. So I decided to break out the sticker collection that I've bought from Renee's With Mind and Heart shop. Now she's closing her Etsy shop and opening up an online store and she has opened up the online store but currently it only has um, her t-shirts in it. But I know she's going to keep adding to it and hopefully she'll be doing stickers. If she doesn't do stickers in the future I may have to figure out how to make stickers and I'll but I know how to do it. I just don't have the art skills, right? Um, because these are hand-drawn, hand-lettered art, little pieces of art. And I got my art journal out and I started using my stickers. So the first thing I did was I had a couple of pieces that I've been holding on to for a while to decorate. And I didn't know how I wanted to decorate them. I bought them at one at Hobby Lobby and one at the thrift store. The thrift store find was a odd-sized little rectangular shaped shadow box and so I put a sparkly gray paper on the back because I think people were supposed to use it for like watches or some other dimensional item and pin it on the board well I didn't have anything like that or anything I wanted to display but I did have some plastic diamonds about the size of your thumb and I filled the bottom of it and I put the sparklies on it and I found a clear rainbow. The, it's, not, it's on a clear sticker. 
here we go, a clear sticker with the rainbow. And I put the rainbow right on the top of the glass and it looks beautiful. And I had another rainbow sticker that was that I put on a off-white, it was a place setting, um, like for a party, you could put someone's name for a place setting. It was ceramic, it's kind of country wing shaped, and you're supposed to use a chalk pen on there to write people's names, but the rainbow fit on there perfectly. So I'm redoing my little displays in the house for spring. <clears throat> and I have my little, china doll you know that i talked about on the little cupcake holders and putting them near my fairy houses and the little um, rainbows and i think it looks really cute gives a little boost to the shelves that i have that if you watch my video sometimes you'll see me sitting in front of shelves and just gives it a little bit of a nice spring sparkle and that was fun and I thought oh, look at all these beautiful stickers I have a lot of them and I've bought quite a few and some have words and some don't and I thought there are a lot of plant themed stickers so I did a layout for my art journal and so that's where I spend most of my time over this last couple weeks since the last podcast so I've been doing a lot of art journaling um you know why that is you know it got me thinking why right now have i been really really interested in art journaling and i wrote a blog post for our creative souls but i just thought i would share a little bit more of it here because art journaling is i'm, I'm posting most of the pictures on the blog our creative Souls. so this will be the art our creative souls segment um, of the podcast. My sister has been uh, doing her plants and she's been doing spring cleaning. I have been attempting to start some spring cleaning, <laughs> but it still feels like winter, but it's, it's slow. Slowly going through things. When I find things, I get rid of them and just cleaning a little bit deeper, getting ready so that when we can go outside and work in the garden, we won't feel like we have a lot of the deep spring cleaning housework to do because it's already done. So then I thought, what do I need to do to feel inspired? Because I was not in a mood for working on my quilt top projects, you know, sewing them together. I've been long arming and I finished the very last customer quilt to long arm. So now I'm working on some of mine and I really enjoy working on my quilt tops. And so that's been inspiring, but I was not inspired to do any more sewing. So I thought, okay, art journaling is something to help me. And it's why I started it last year because I felt stuck just felt stuck and I had done a couple of projects I did the bookshelf quilt I did um, a couple of customers quilts in fact I did a lot of customers quilts in the summer and fall but there was just this I felt rusty with my free motion quilting and I felt stuck in my in my creativity and I think it was because of the pandemic and pandemic fatigue coming along and I didn't always know what to write in a journal and and I think that's where a lot of us get 
really stuck on, on journaling because it's like, well, okay, so the biggest thing is I don't necessarily want somebody else to find a journal and read it, right? I mean, it's private thoughts and is there really a purpose? So those kinds of journal posts. I'll do in a, a Google Drive. I type better than I handwrite because my hands get tired. But, you know, as a kid, I was even, never even much of a journal type. So let's kind of get into it. Where does this journal thing come from? Well, knowing that it's a good thing, you know, as kids were doing journals at school, it was a way to teach us how to write. It was a way to teach how to form sentence structure and express yourself. The journals I had as kids, our teachers in, inspired us to cut out little collages you know from make collages in the borders from newspapers and those things now are most people's bullet journals right they they have lots of art in the borders and doodles and all kinds of beautiful things but I didn't want to do that much for just making lists and writing out thoughts and stuff so I thought I want to try this art journal as an experiment because I felt so stuck. But, you know, I knew as a kid all the people I really liked in literature. Like, I think Laura Ingalls kept a diary, if I'm right. And I know Harriet the Spy did. And she was one of my favorite literary characters as a child. So, you know, I kept trying to do journals, even though I didn't like writing out, Dear Diary, today I went to the bank. Dear Diary, today I sat and watched it rain. I mean... I wasn't very creative and in those diaries there was like the equivalent to what is now the f two or three sentence and diary entry page and if that's what you're looking for that's cool but that's not necessarily what I was looking for to get unstuck and you know over the years I did lots of other things instead of journal I played music I've done lots and lots of making I had you know lots of time that was ate up with my profession and raising children and all that but here we are in the middle of pandemic and I was emotionally and creatively stuck. Now I know that most journals when you look up journaling that it's used a lot in people's therapy you know in a healing process that it's a way to have an outlet for how you're feeling and a lot of people share that with their therapists and their counselors and I thought okay so if there's that big of a therapeutic benefit from journaling maybe I should try doing a, some sort of journal again as an adult while I feel emotionally stuck in this place where I couldn't move forward, I couldn't move backwards, I couldn't create, I was numb from the chaos of life last summer. So half-heartedly, meaning I didn't know what I was doing, started an art journal because I couldn't even do the things I like doing, right? I couldn't quilt, I couldn't zentangle, I couldn't even knitting and crocheting felt like it was a lot of work. It was painfully forced and not improv. And that that was where fast forward to after several months of dabbling around with trying to copy what other people were doing in their art journals. You know, I was trying to copy the junk journal style and making collages like we did as kids and put a few words on it. And I like some of those pages and they're experiments, they're doodles, they're just putting down ideas of creativity. But then what I really hit on when I was taking those classes online for free 
through Michaels was hand lettering. Now I know hand lettering has been around forever. I've tried doing calligraphy and even as a little girl, part of my doodling was my friends and I would try to come up with as many alphabet styles is what we called it or fonts as we could think of or that we could see. And that kicked off over the last couple of months making pages that take a lot of time, even though they look very childish and very simple of using words or stickers as jumping off points like plant stickers. I made um, a room, a very minimalist sketch that looked like a room with a hanging plant in it. Um, I made a double page layout during the last couple weeks. This says plant mom in a hand lettering style with some doodles and the collection of stickers, which has kind of given me more confidence to start thinking about my own ideas. So I did one of them celebrating our 35th anniversary and there was a sticker that Renee had made and it said, I loved you from the first time I met you or something like that. And so I used that particular sticker saying day one and this 35 years of spending a lifetime together and doing doodles and stickers. So that was super fun. Then I tapped into the next phase of what I have been thinking about quite a bit is, you know, we're always told as, as I'm art journaling, I'm feeling getting unstuck, right? I feel like I'm getting unstuck. I'm, I'm been more inspired to do things. The free motion quilting is coming along much easier. And I remembered the next level of art journaling was everyone says you should get a hold of things that you like to do when you were about 12. And that's supposedly as an adult where you would like to spend most of your time. And I hear that kind of cliche phrase used a lot for, um, that's the type of career you should be doing. Okay, when I was 12 years old, I wanted to be Harriet the Spy. So I don't think being a spy would be a career <laughs> that I would really enjoy as an adult. But at 10 to 12, what I really liked to do was play violin and playing a professionally was, no, that would not be, it was never that good and just never that disciplined. But what I did like doing was I enjoyed stories in fantasy. I enjoyed Lord of the Rings. I enjoyed um, mysteries and all of that. But I also enjoyed doing crafts and create creating things. Not to make money, right? I made things just for the fun of making them. And it was right around that time I took a sewing class. And it was just, it was making something for the sake, number one, of making it. I wanted to learn how to do it and learn the skill. But it was super fun. And so I thought, I kind of need to, to kind of tap into that you know, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kid who really, really enjoys doing things not to make money, not to try to please a customer on a customer quilt because you can't please everybody all the time and you can't always do what you want all the time, right? But when you're doing things for yourself to please this in, inner child maybe or the satisfaction in your creative um little part of my brain, that little part that's totally free and zen, um, 
that's what I've been working on. So you know what I did? I went and I bought a set of gel pens at TJ Maxx when I purchased the pots for my house plants that I'm going to transplant soon. I still haven't gotten around to doing that. It's been, yeah, I just, just been cold. So I bought the gel pens and the gel pens took me right back to Lisa Frank. And remember the unicorn stickers I bought? Yeah, I thought gel pens, this is so much fun. It really is like being a kid again and doing things that are super fun and have absolutely zero, what's the word, uh, financial gain from four, a cheap $4 set of gel pens. And it was great because you can kind of lose yourself from all of this pandemic stress, adulting jobs. And that's the whole part of why we do a lot of crafting and quilting that we do, at least for me. I know a lot of other people find creating, doing things because you want to let go of being wound so tight on the inside and get in touch with that carefree child who just makes things and enjoys life just because. Um, at least that's the theory because many of us, even at that young age, still have times where things are pretty serious and adult-like and painful. But that's the part of the let's tap into the carefree creative part. The part before sixth grade. Let's see, how old would you be in sixth grade? You know, probably what, 11, 12? See, my inner child at 12 got beat up in art class, so I want to go back a little further, maybe more like 10. You know, being told that your, your hand drawing and your hand lettering was below average, yeah, I got that statement that still sticks to me, so I don't want anybody to really see all of the <laughs> arts and zentangles in my doodles because... That little nagging statement still comes out. So I forced myself to take a photo of them and post them on Our Creative Souls Instagram. And I have been writing um, blog posts on ourcreativesouls.wordpress.com. So doing all of this art journal work has kind of really got me unstuck. I'm like, we are here now looming on the anniversary of us being working from home and the series of lockdowns that started last summer. A lot of the things that we normally do are already canceling, like Alma's Highland Games is canceled. They canceled at the beginning of the year. You know, some of the quilt shows that I like to go to, um, I still I still think they're probably not going to happen. And I don't I didn't even look at quilt cons online because I wasn't going to spend the money and then be depressed that I couldn't be at the quilt show and look at pictures and I couldn't really tell what they were. I saw the winners online and that was satisfying enough. So that's where the art journal stuff has helped. It really has. Some of my stuff is absolutely ridiculous and silly. I've been writing out song lyrics and doing things that you would do sometimes is more of getting in touch with your inner teenager. You know, we would write song lyrics all over all book covers and people's yearbooks and all kinds of things. And it also expresses an emotion of a great song lyric from a great writer and it will express an emotion and I can try to doodle and draw pictures and add stickers and make these multimedia pages mine 
and be an interesting an interesting document an interesting historical um way for me to chronicle the pandemic and not the hateful words that I used in the private diary pages that I wrote last year. I can't even read them. That's so bad. I was so, so scared and so upset, right? Weren't we all? And we still are. We still are. But I feel a lot more, um, especially after Friday, a lot more hopeful that pre-pandemic life may not be a decade away. Or maybe sooner. And we experienced a little bit of that. So that was my thing. It was great. It was great to be out a teeny bit. It was low risk. February, you know, even though the tourists were in town, the restaurant wasn't that packed and I felt pretty far away and everything was clean. And it was great to see just people at their best having fun instead of work and people generally are at their worst. I deal with a lot of people who are not doing well, so they're they're not always at their best. And, you know, after 20 some years of it, you get ground <laughs> ground down. But I'm also learning as I do these art pages to let go of, you know, the thing we talk about all the time is quilters, which is perfectionism and beating ourselves up, but just letting go of being wound up so tight on the inside to be this adult that's responsible to getting a hold of myself for an entire weekend and just doing silly things you know <laughs> like like just sit and make stitches on a loom netting I've got the longest cowl in the universe I'm gonna make it it's beautiful yarn that I bought and making it just for the sake of making it it might be too big, but I don't know. I'm going to keep going and see how this cowl turns out. I want it oversized. Maybe it can be like a shoulder shrug type of thing too. Never know. Found a stack of um, crochet granny squares that I started three or four years ago as a fidget. And I have enough to make three little purses where you sew the granny squares on point with an X and then you fill in with another granny square for your seams and they're round-ish with an open top that I'm going to put a crocheted chain that will flip over and latch around a crocheted bobble which will be the button and it'll be perfect for the grandkids so I have enough for three of them pink purple and it's a light pink and a shocking pink so it's it's absolutely perfect for them I have I put those together I've been trying to put those together for a year and a half I was stuck well I'm not stuck at so much anymore so I did that this weekend did not do the plants it just lost any desire to go out in the cold garage even though it was in the 40s, and bring in that dirt, because I can't do the potting in the garage. I'll need to bring it into the house, or wait till spring, where I can do it outside. And then I can do that. Oh, man. Broken nail. Oh, that hurts so bad. How do you do that doing a podcast? There, it's fixed. Sorry about that, people. I know. That's hope you didn't hear the nail clipper going but I broke it pretty bad so anyway the potting might wait till it's spring and a little bit warmer 
but I did do um, that. And then I dug through all my stuff and I found the one project that's been weighing me down super heavy. Now this is an adult project. This is not an inner child project. This is the last commission that I was given last summer, which is a t-shirt quilt. And it's the second in a series of four. I had four inquiries last year. So this will be the second one. The other two people are interested, but not right now. And that's great because I need time. And I got it out and I'm starting. It's a bit all fused. I just needed to assemble the top and quilt it. To me, the hardest part is cutting the t-shirts apart and fusing them. And there was a problem, you know, in the pandemic of fusing them because you couldn't find all of the uh, interfacing to fuse and I have that in fact I got a bunch from Angel at Halo Inspiration she has a great little quilt shop online and she has some wonderful things and she has the, the interfacing for t-shirt quilts she's got some fabric she's got notions and batting so I bought some batting this weekend from her also so I can be totally prepared and ready to rock and roll. So that was an adult responsibility they spent a little bit of time on. And then I got to spend time on a all over swirl so I could practice my Zen moments while I'm swirling an all over swirl on one of the quilts that I'm working on. So what what one did I pick? Well I picked Traffic Jam. It's a Pat Sloan pattern. You can still find it on her website for free. It is basically a four patch that you assemble in a nine patch configuration. And it makes a cool little plus pattern and it's a scrappy quilt. And I used a fat quarter bundle and then added other fabrics of the same value. So it's a primary color quilt. And it's super cool. And I don't know, might go to one of my grandkids. Might be something I put on my bed. I don't on one of my, I have a twin bed for a guest bed. And it's just been zen to do it. And it's clicking right along. All over swirls go by super fast. And I'm prepared to do, if I can get this quilt done this week, I'm going to load the next quilt I have. Last year I made a trip around the world, which is a bucket list quilt that I've never made. And I found a fantastic pattern on how to do one in a strip fashion and not cut out all the squares. I think it's about 60 inches square. And then I also made a orphan block quilt that's used quilting Jet Girls free circle quilt pattern. And then I have a large modern pineapple quilt. That's that's twin sized. It's got half square triangles and squares and it makes a cute pineapple. And I think those are all of the quilt tops. I have a few like things that were given to me and I have a whole stack of orphan blocks. I'm working on that as finishing up. But I don't know, I might have to start a new little tiny quilt for a wall hanging because I saw Stash Bandit had the most adorable St. Patrick's Day quilt. It looks like a four-leaf clover and it's super cute. I'll try to put a link on the description, but you can find it on her website, which is Stash Bandit Quilting. 
and then look up the clover. And hers is tiny also because it's for St. Patrick's Day and you can put it on like a you know, a table or, I mean, it's not mug rug size, but it's more of a cute mini, mini quilt. I want to see if I can find the name of it. She also has a huge pineapple made with hourglasses. I like that one too. It's, it's a lap size quilt with one big oversized triangle. Here it is. It is called Four Leaf Clover Shamrock Pattern. It's a little tiny 12 inch um, layout on these small clovers with a border that would work up super quick and I might get that going. The other thing that she has that I've been totally totally into is the phases of the moon. Mm -hmm. I have been so into that since I did a Michael's class also did a wall hanging with um the phases of the moon. I like it so much I saw a resin wall hanging with dried flowers in it and I wanted to make it myself. But for $20 on Etsy, I saw someone make one and I thought I'm going to see what it looks like for $20 even if it's nothing. Maybe it's terrible because you know to me $20 you can't even buy the resin and the hardware for this wall hanging. But I just love the moon and the stars and the sun and nature. So it all works out perfectly. I'm expecting that in the mail this week also. So those are the things I've been working on and I feel like I'm not so creatively stuck anymore and I have been moving a little bit more with exercise and I feel better and I knew no people were worried there because I said I was feeling under the weather. But I'm feeling much better. It was expected. Um, the under the weather things, um, it's expected. And currently I am fighting the whole, um, maybe spring was the fault spring and having, you know, sinus and weather changes and a little bit of a dry throat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... That means it's a, spring is around the corner also because spring allergies will be coming. And I have been doing fantastically well now that we have broken the cycle of the winter and we see hopes of spring around the corner with the weather. We are winding down for us. So we won't get tons of snow. We will still have a couple of blasts, but we're not in the height of winter anymore we're getting some daylight and the extended daylight hours are starting to come back and we're having thoughts of you know like maybe we'll actually go somewhere we're, we have vacation time and we're going to do something for our vacation and we are not going to just sit at home if that means we're going to be somewhere around Michigan or maybe seeing family we hope but that's going to be some point in April and other than that, I'm going to keep doing my 15 minutes a day and working on something creative. But well, I tell you, over the last few days, I've been spending a lot more than 15 minutes because I've been excited. I want to get these quilts done. I want to get these purses made. And I want to get that t-shirt quilt together. So I've been rotating between these projects. 
And then I decided that I need to dig out another UFO because starting today is March 1st and there is a hexagon, 100 hexagons, 100 days. And it's really, really a fun, it's, um, I got to find it on Instagram. I can't type and talk at the same time sometimes. So Foxy Mama, and she's got the cutest little fox is her avatar. And it says, So Foxy Mama. This must be her logo. It says it's an arts and crafts store. Had no idea. Hashtag 100 Hexies, 100 Days 2021. And she has 100 days where they're doing themes of a week where you can make hexagons. You know, like the first week is viewers, sewer's choice and treasure's rainbow party. I don't know that I'm going to make more hexagons than what I have made because I have a whole collection of bee-themed hexes that I did in an exchange. And I might make more so I can do like more grandmother flower gardens for my hexes and I tried fussy cutting and you know she's going to do in this hundred days lots of videos and that's what I need education yes I can do YouTube but I need sometimes a short down and dirty format like reels on Instagram or in her stories so so foxy mama if you're interested you know there's a hundred blocks hundred hexes hundred days and people are joining in. It looks like it's an annual event. I've never heard about it. And I thank my friend um, who brought it up to me. And I want to get my temperature quilt done. I want to sew on one hexi every day for 100 days. And hopefully, I only have two or three hexagon or flowers to put on the eight month of the, I stopped at eight months, eight, nine months of this temperature quilt top and I have that together then I'm gonna have to figure out how to sew it to borders if I want to do applique or if I want to cut off some of the edges of the hexes that I've already sewn um you know I don't know see I'm hoping to learn because that was part of her big promotion when I go back to her um her initial content announcement there we go and that she's going to do all kinds of videos and she's going to do all kinds of things everything you need to know about hexagons do you want to learn i'm reading now i found it want to learn or to get back into the groove of english paper piecing well 100 hexes is the way to go now this is where it lo i love it 100 hexes is for 100 days. It's a sew along online for sewers all over the world. Just like it sounds, one hexy a day for 100 days. And it starts March 1st. You can either glue or stitch your hexes. Good, because I glued mine. It must be hexagon shape. You can, you know, post about it too. All sizes are welcome. There's weekly themes you can use with fabric or you can use your imagination because there are <gasps> weekly prizes. I forgot about that. You must have a public Instagram account so you can post about it and everyone can see it. Post daily or weekly or whenever you can. Oh, I love this. It's, it's pretty <laughs> loosey-goosey. There's no tight rules. Use the hashtag, follow all the sponsors. There's a group 
page on Facebook, but just remember I don't forget I forget to post on Facebook is what she says. It's not her favorite pa platform. Weekly themes will be posted on my Instagram page and in my highlights. Keep out. This is what got me. Keep an eye out for helpful videos and tips how to make a hexi and some ideas on how to stitch them together or sew them in your sewing machine. That's something I want to sew the hexes, I think, on the borders by my sewing machine. This year we have games and challenges to play along the way for even more prizes. Yes, and they have weekly sponsors and that has a list of lovely sponsors. So I'm super excited. You know, what, what more can you have during a pandemic when you can't get together with your quilt friends? And we just lost one of our quilt ladies and it's been devastating and been hard. And this is like an exciting party that I can go to without going to a worldwide party and learn the things that I need to learn because that's where I'm stuck with hexagons. I figured out how to sew them together, but now how do you sew them to a quilt top to quilt? And I want to see all the things that people are doing. And I super love these little micro charm packs with the micro hexagons and they put it all in a little tin, like an Altoids tin. Oh, I saved an Altoids tin somewhere. I was going to make a fairy garden in it. Hmm, it may be my mixy mini hexy to go box. Make my mint, that minty smell will keep everything fresh. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm up to. And today I'm going to start on my hexagon journey for the 100 hexes, 100 days, 2021. What are you doing? What kinds of things are you doing to stay energized, to stay unstuck creatively? Because everyone goes through a creative dry spell. Doesn't mean I stopped creating and it doesn't mean I started watching movies because I can't do either very well. And I've given up um, the murder um, podcasts in shows because they were bringing me down. But I have found art journaling and it's sparked me to become a better free motion quilter. And I even started doing Zentangles again, which are my meeting survival kits, which I have a beautiful set of pens and paper right by my computer for all of the Zoom fatigue that you get. Zentangle is a fantastic way to cope with that. If you find a class, great, but go on Pinterest. You can find all the step-outs and how-tos. So that's what I've been up to and dreaming of spring. And the only show that I'm way into right now is Old Gardener's Worlds with Monty Don. He is my favorite gardener, and I'm watching everything I can find online. With him, I learn so much. And I'm prepping and planning and studying old photos and videos from last year what the garden looked like so I could kind of get ideas on things that I want to change and improve for the year. So you have a most wonderful week. Don't overdo in any one thing. Keep yourself safe. Eat healthy and exercise a bit. That's my goal for the week. Try to keep my work week going with a flow and I hope if you work outside the home that you do too and that your work is done with the flow if you're working at home and not distracted now by all the cool projects I just discovered and um, maybe do what I'm doing and join a way cool hexagons 
sew along or um, IG Quilt Fest is starting on Instagram, which is the whole month of March. You can get to know some quilters. I may not participate in that this year, but read. I like reading everybody's stuff. So lots of great things happening in March. And I feel like we're kicking off the old dust and the weight of winter, the weight of the blankets that I'm carrying around with me all the time. <laughs> I'm freezing. Um, it's warming up and things are going well. Have a wonderful week. Don't forget that you can buy me a cup of coffee, but I have a new account called Kofi and you can find the link in on the website at mycreativecorner3.com. And uh, Kofi is uh, also ko-fi.com you can find me there and buy me a cup of coffee if you so desire and otherwise have a wonderful week keep checking in on the blog because I find that to be incredibly helpful also and I spend most of my time on Instagram at Vicki L Holloway Quilting Quilt on everyone <laughs> <laughs>